You are listening to Power Talk with Dr. Norman Thomas, sponsored by New Life Church International, a church for all nations. Your world, how do you see your problems? How do you see your opportunities? Law number two, the mind is where your sight is seated. Your mind is where your sight is seated or is where your sight originates. Most people think actually that these sockets are where you actually can see things. No, you see through them and they are tools, they're instruments that give you precise physical attachment to that which you have determined spiritually to see. But these are not what you see with, these are what you see through. Well, for example, you're having a conversation with someone and they're not quite understanding what you're saying and you can tell they're not understanding what you're saying because they're kind of like, uh, you know, you, can, you, you got it. You see that they, they don't get it. You re-explain it and once you re-explain it, then they say, oh, I see, I see, I see now. Meaning that they now understand. Well, you didn't show them anything. You didn't raise a picture up before them to look at. You didn't give them any sort of visual So how is it that they can now see? Oh, now I see. It's because your words gave greater clarity to the idea and to the thought that you were conveying to them. Why? Because they processed it through their mind and their mind gave them a picture of what you were saying. So that is evidence that just because you can see something physically doesn't mean that you have the complete sight of a thing. And then law number three, you don't choose your beliefs, you choose your meditations. You don't choose your beliefs, you choose your meditation. Let me give you another example. Let's say, for instance, a person is diagnosed with cancer. Now, most people, when they're diagnosed with some sort of disease, they begin thinking about that disease. So you have a person that's diagnosed and they go online to do research, but they're researching the cancer, they're researching the side effects uh, or the damage that that cancer can produce, they're researching the treatment for that cancer and the side effects of that treatment, while another person may go online and research, but they're researching people who have had that same diagnosis but yet they've lived through it and beyond it and they're having no trace of that cancer in their lives. See, that's two different people with the same condition but two totally different beliefs. Why? Because they have two entirely different meditations. See, if you meditate dying you will die because you have believed upon death as a result of that diagnosis. But if you meditate on life and what it takes to experience more life despite that condition, you will live and you will experience the life of God even in the midst of that situation. Why? Because that is where your meditations rest. So people think they just simply pick a, 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 pick a belief 
like they choose to pick an apple off a tree. That's not how that works. You choose meditation. And as a result of meditating and processing over and over and over, you develop a belief. Whether you want it or not, you develop a belief. And that's why, of course, it's important that you choose your meditations, your thought processes, your thought patterns are developed by virtue of your meditation. Now, I want to end this session today by encouraging you to think on the right things. Simply think on the right things. Make a decision this week. Okay, so I ask you to do one thing. I ask you to write down, what has God said to me? What has he promised me? What has he shown to me? Because it's important that you get back on that, that you make sure you don't allow any situation or circumstance to back you off of that thing that God has spoken to you. Then the second thing I want you to do in accordance to that thing that God has shown you, spoken to you, or revealed to you, is to think positive thoughts around that idea, around that assignment. In the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, in the NIV, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is, is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. He's saying, these are the things that you should be thinking on. These are the areas where you want to target your thinking about people, about places, about things in your life. Now, let's read that list again. Whatever is true, pretty self-explanatory. In other words, true versus fact. So there may be a fact in your life that says you're going down. There may be a fact in your life that says you're broke. There may be a fact in your life that says you missed that opportunity. Or a fact in your life that says you are sick and you need help. But the truth is, according to God's word, I am healed. I am increasing more and more, me and my children. I am living the abundant life. I have the peace of God. The joy of the Lord is in me now. See, that's the truth. So you want to think on what's true, not just on what's factual. And you want to think on what's noble. The word noble means that which is principled or that which is morally decent. You want to think on what is right, or another word for the word right is the word just. Think on what's pure, that which is wholesome, that which is uncontaminated, and then lovely, and then admirable, and then excellent and praiseworthy. My notes here says that Jesus looked at his world, the world, through the eyes of the blessing. Listen, if we go out into this world and we look for hatred, guess what? You are going to find it. If you're looking for bigotry and racism, guess what? You're going to find it. But if you go out into this world full of God and full of God's love within you, and you're looking for God, and you're looking for the, the things of God, then that is what you're going to find. If, if you search out those things which uh, harass, your, harass you or annoy you, 
or aggravate you, you're going to find those things. So my point to you today is do like Jesus did. He didn't go looking for trouble. He didn't go looking for harassment. It, he, there were times harassment and trouble found him, but he didn't go looking for it. But because when it found him and because he was full of the goodness of God and the thoughts of God, he was able to minister life in every situation that he went into. In other words, Jesus saw himself through the blessing. He saw his environment through the blessing. He saw the world through the blessing. He saw people through the blessing. In other words, when Jesus showed up and there was sickness and disease, because he saw the world, people, himself through the blessing, he just dictated to that environment. He healed every sickness that he encountered. Every sickness that he encountered, he ministered life. So what happens to you? If you see your world through the blessing, you see yourself capable of transforming your world, your culture, your environment, your home, your business, your office, wherever you go, because the blessing is operating within you. So he possessed a positive outlook because he saw himself as the light of the world. He saw himself as the bearer of solution. Jesus created the environment he desired around him, and guess how he did it? With his words. Well, if he did it with his words, you know he did it by virtue of his thoughts. Because all your words are, all your, all your thoughts are, or your words are, rather, are thoughts that are dressed in vocabulary. You were never meant to live in an environment you did not create. I'm talking about the power that's on the inside of you. I'm talking about what you're capable of. You're, you're capable of transforming everywhere you go to align it with the will of God for your life and for the lives of those around you. And so with that in mind, we really should reconsider complaining, right? Why would you complain about anything when you have the power to change it? when you have the power to transform it for us to receive heaven's provision for us to live the abundant life we must destroy the image of negative thinking that creates lack scarcity and insufficiency you see everybody's walking around with an image it is either an image of abundance or it's an image of lack and insufficiency. It is either an image of health or it is an image of sickness and disease. It is either an image of right standing with God, righteousness, and justness, justice, or it is an image of condemnation, inferiority, and fear. You have the right by virtue of the promise to create your environment by transcribing a new image on the inside of you. The image is what keeps you in a place, but the image is also is what takes you to a new place. So right now, if, you're, if you have an image of, of lack, an image of sickness, an image of failure, an image of fear, 
It's dictating your life. It's making decisions for you, whether you realize it or not. It's deciding who you fellowship with and how you fellowship with them. It determines whether or not you take advantage of opportunity or if you just let opportunity pass you by. It determines how you engage people that God has put into your life to help you or if you just sort of ignore that and let them pass by. You see, the image that you have right now is determining your outcome. And what I'm saying is, it all starts with your thinking, how you've chosen to think, how you've chosen to meditate. So Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my brother, my sister, that's watching me right now. And I thank you, Lord, that you are engaging them with your word through the power of your Holy Spirit who is teaching them all things, even as the word goes forth, to encourage them, to elevate them in their thoughts so that they can be elevated in their life. Just a moment, if you're not born again, there's going to be opportunity for you to receive Christ because none of this works really until you do that. And all that means is you just surrender. You just surrender and let God be God and let him introduce you to his plans for your life. This is Dr. Norman Thomas saying, until next time, keep walking by faith. For more inspiration, visit our YouTube channel at Dr. Norman Thomas.